It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You attribute the flatness and mistakes in the first quarter to. I don't say it was flat. I said we just dropped the ball. We had two fumbles and a drop pass and resulted in interception. So I don't think we came out flat. We just didn't protect the football. You've praised the team's effort all season long. Did you feel that this was along the lines of the effort? How would you judge the effort of this team? So I think the effort's fine. We just got beat today. You know, we gave them too many opportunities. We gave a punt return for touchdown. We fumbled a punt. We dropped the pass, was intercepted. Uh, we fumbled another ball. Um, credit them for making a place. Uh, we just didn't make any. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Redskins. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hicks. You can find my work on breaking football and breaking the draft podcast with John Valencia. I am joined today by Breaking Football's own Steve Seifert. How's it going, Steve? Good, Zach. Thanks for having me. Glad to be back. It's always a pleasure, man. Yeah, man. I'm glad to have you back on. It's been a while. You were my first guest ever on here. So, again, I'm just glad to have you back on here. I appreciate it. It's good to hear from you again. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully uh, in the future we can get you on some more episodes here. Because, like I said, you you and Nate Britton are two of my guys I like having on here a lot because local breaking football guys that just love talking Redskins with. But today, we are going to go into some free agent talk. Not really too much of you know other free agents. We'll get into that a little bit later. But right now, we're going to talk about our own homegrown type free agents. And we're going to start with guys who we might necessarily see as guys we want back, maybe guys that we want to move on from. We're going to go through the list right now. So let's start with Terrell Pryor. Now, he has not had the best season at all this year. Steve, what's your take on Pryor, and would you want him back next year? think it's going to be a hard pass for me I think there's plenty of other guys in free agency that we can replace him with and I think we can uh, find a good wide receiver in the draft I'm just I don't think Pryor was a fit and he wasn't a good fit from the start I like Doxton at the X receiver position and I think we can find somebody better across across from Doxton how much would you weigh in like his foot injury as a reason why he wasn't productive this year that injury kind of popped up after you know, he started going downhill, so I don't know how much I buy into it. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I I really don't know. I mean, was he really hurt the second week of the year? Maybe, and maybe it had something to do with it, but 
I just don't find him to be that good of a fit in our offense. Gotcha. So what would there be like a minimum threshold you would take him back at, or you're just ready to move on in general? I mean, it'd probably be a one-year prove-it deal, and it'd probably be a little cheaper than it was this year, I would think. But, I mean, I guess it wouldn't hurt, but I know we can find other guys in the draft. Yeah, I can play with you, man. I mean, he just wasn't a fit from the beginning, and with, with young guys like Doxon and other guys like that, it's time to kind of move on from prior. Now, our next big guy that we want to jump into is Zach Brown. Now, funny story with Zach Brown here is, I saw a lot of reports, I saw a lot of tweets saying that he was asking for 5 to $7 million annually for, I think, three or four years. So I tweeted out saying, like, heck yes, let's sign him back. Then Zach Brown replied to me saying, LOL, that lie, I think, to, some, to me saying that on, on Twitter. So clearly Zach Brown is not buying that there. But what's your take on Zach Brown? Should we try to do anything we can to sign him? I actually completely missed that. I didn't see he said that. <laughs> yeah, but, he literally uh, just said, that's LOL, crazy. that lie. LOL, that lie. That's all it was. <laughs> well, then that makes me feel pretty bad about the situation then because I think 5 to $7 million for a guy like Zach Brown's perfect. I don't think the NFL is as high on Zach Brown as you know the fans are, and especially our fan base. Yeah, I saw Craig Hoffman had re- reported that also. And 5 to 7 would be like right around the range I would pay him annually. I was afraid that he would try and ask for like nine to ten million a year, and if that's what he's asking for, then you gotta let him go because he's a complete liability in uh, pass coverage. And then against the run, like he's an above average run defender. He's not like this elite run defender. He guesses a lot, and there are a lot of times that you know he doesn't follow into his run fits, and he leaves a lot of guys out to dry doing that. So, I mean, he's really productive. He's a good player. His production, his speed allow him to be you know borderline pro bowler each year but i don't think it'd be worth that nine to ten million and that's what i was afraid he'd ask for that's why i got excited when he asked for five to seven million i think that's a lot but nine to ten i mean no way i wouldn't do that but he's at the top of my list i think we should retain him for the right price but he can't be greedy yeah if he wants nine to ten you know he actually deserves the right to ask for nine to ten because you know he's been a warrior this year he's put up the stats he's going to be a pro bowler if he's healthy so, you know, he has the right to ask for it, but again, I don't think he's worth it, especially not for this team. You know, we have so many other guys we have to pay, which we're going to get to here in a few minutes. He's just not worth it for me, so I'm completely with you. Just move on from, from him. He's asking for 9 to 10. Hopefully, uh, LOL, that lie doesn't mean he's not taking 5 to $7 million a year, because again, that's the sweet spot for me as well. Right. He absolutely deserves to ask for that, but um, I also don't think the NFL will pay him that. I don't, I'm not no. sure a team will pay him that 9 to 10. And I'm not even sure that's what he's asking. We don't. We're just trying to read between the lines there with that tweet, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't think the NFL views him as high as fans do. So I think he would have to resort back to that five to seven million that you know was rumored at the beginning. So hopefully that is the case. Yeah, I'm 100 percent with you there. Now let's move on to probably the most controversial guy on this list that fans are either all for or all against. Bashad Breland. What's your take on him, and what should we do to resign him or not? It's weird because I thought Breland was having a decent year, but you know he had a couple bad series against uh, Los Angeles, and they yanked him. And that's not going to look good for him in, in the free agency and in the contract year where he's getting benched. He's been benched, and I remember Dunbar had started over him even though we thought Breland was healthy. Maybe the knee factored into that. We don't really know, but it, it doesn't look good that he got benched this weekend. Now, the pick six looked good late in the game, although he jumped into the stands while we were down 20 points. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he, uh, 
I thought he was having a good year. And when you look into the market value, a guy like EJ Gaines on Spotrack, the market value is set at like 10 to 11 million annually. And a guy like Breland is as good or if not better than EJ Gaines, in my opinion. I don't know how the NFL would view Breland after being benched. I mean, it might be something going on in practice or lack of preparation that we don't know about. And that could definitely hurt him. But for 10 to 11 million is the projection for EJ Gaines. I would imagine Breland is somewhere along that along those lines, and absolutely not. We cannot afford to pay that. I wouldn't pay that. So I'm kind of going to tie in our next guy on our list here to this. Would you rather have Dunbar at, say, $3, 4000000 million a year or Breland at 9 to $10 million? Dunbar, easily. I'm, yeah. I'm a big Breland fan, but I'm a bigger Dunbar fan. I think Dunbar might be as good as Breland right now, and then there's still a ton of upside to tap into with uh, Dunbar. I mean... He could definitely end up being a CB1. I don't know if he's physical enough, but to me, he is a solid CB2, and he could definitely step into that role, especially at a cheaper discount. And I think that's the way that the Redskins will end up going because we, we know they like Dunbar. So so what do you think the main factor would be pushing Breland off this roster? Do you think it has mostly to do with the money he's asking or with having a guy like Dunbar, having Fabian Moreau behind, having Kendall Fuller playing so well? And along with, you know, all these Breland things that we're hearing every offseason about him complaining, him having these outbursts, what do you think the main factor would be if Breland were not on this team next year? I think Breland's always been in the doghouse as, as a Redskin. I mean, we've definitely heard a lot of things, and he's had some gripes with the coaching staff, and I think that's why they drafted a guy like Kendall Fuller, and that's why they drafted a guy like Fabian Moreau. And ultimately, that's why they benched him last week for Quentin Dunbar. I mean, I think they're not as high on Breland, and I think he's as good as gone. I mean, I don't really see him back in a Redskins jersey, and I think we we could have said that at the beginning of last year, too. Like, eh, this is his last year as a Redskin. Yeah, we all kind of saw the writing on the wall, and I'm completely with you. I think Breland's a good corner. I don't think he's worth that money, and I would not pay him that money at all, especially with a guy like Dunbar, who I think is near his level, if not better than him already, and then two promising young guys behind him. You know, a whole loaded draft of corners coming up here. I'm just not for keeping Breland at this point. Now, to kind of close this segment off here, we have two guys who kind of forgotten guys, both sitting on IR currently, Trent Murphy and Spencer Long. What's your take on those two guys? I think Trent Murphy's a lock to be back. I think he's going to get a one-year incentive-laden prove-it deal. I think he's going to do well on it, too. I think he's a perennial six- to eight-sack guy with 10, 12-sack upside if he's playing along defensive line with a guy like Jonathan Allen and Ryan Kerrigan. I think he's a smart player, and I think he's got the motor to really clean up around the pocket. And, I, I mean, we really miss him this year. I mean, our pass rush hasn't really been a problem. I think we've been okay pass rushing the quarterback a little bit this year. But Trent Murphy, man, I, re- I think we do really miss him. I think that's eight sacks left on the table without him. So I hope we get him back, and I think it's going to be on a cheap deal. I mean, he really won't have a choice coming off the ACL and the uh, suspension. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm a huge, huge Trent Murphy fan. What's your take on uh, Spencer Long and his going into free agency here? See, if you're if you're going to pay Kirk Cousins a bunch of money, I, I don't think you should let let your center walk. Yeah. I know they got Rulier, or I don't know how to say it, Rulier, <laughs> Rulier. I know they they drafted him, and we all like him. I liked him coming out. If you're going to pay Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins' money, you shouldn't let his center walk. And if you're going to bring in a rookie quarterback, you shouldn't let the, you know, the starting center walk either. I mean, Spencer Long's a really good player as long as he's healthy. So it shouldn't shouldn't break the bank either. So, I mean, you should definitely keep those guys, Long, Moses, Williams, and Scherf together for a long time. I don't see why they wouldn't bring him back, and I think they should. Yeah, so I think the three guys we can agree on that are almost certainly going to be back because I don't think they're going to cost that much, two of them being on IR. I think Long, Murphy, and Dunbar will all be back for sure. 
I would almost guarantee Dunbar and Murphy being back. Breland, I'm almost all for like all certain that he's going to be gone. Pryor, I'm fairly certain he's going to be gone. Brown is definitely the wild card, and it just depends on how much he's asking. But that's kind of our take there on you know, the Redskins free agents this year going into free agency. We'll be breaking down some potential free agents to fill the role and also fill some empty needs here in a second. But I just want to remind you guys again, go check out Locked On Redskins on iTunes. We are getting plenty of reviews, plenty of subscriptions on there. I love all reading all your guys' reviews so far. We are still a five-star podcast, and I believe if you just type in the keyword Redskins on iTunes, we are the fifth or sixth podcast that pops up on there. So it's a huge thing right behind you know Grant and Danny and all those guys. So be sure to keep rating and review on there. You know, Let me know what I'm doing right. Let, let me know what I'm doing wrong. And check out Locked On Redskins on iTunes, guys. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, Steve, so... I'm going to defer a lot of the knowledge here to you because I have not looked too much into free agency. Give me a receiver that could fill the Redskins' need on the outside. My guy is Paul Richardson from the Seahawks. I think he'd be a great receiver across from Doxton playing the X position. He can stretch the field vertically. And, you know, he can find, you know, the holes in his own defense and sit and, and you know, be a possession receiver too. Now, he makes his money stretching the field vertically, as we've seen with Russell Wilson. I mean, he broke off a 70-yard reception this weekend, and it's kind of what we've been missing this year. We haven't had anybody to really stretch the field vertically. Ryan Grant doesn't scare anybody, and they've kind of been using Doxton to stretch the field, but I think they can use Doxton across the middle of the field, running some of those short slants and posts, like, the you know, the staples of the West Coast offense, and I think that's where Doxton's really going to excel, especially in the red zone, and if you get a guy across the field like uh paul richardson to stretch you know get the safeties rolling over to that side a little bit doxon can really make some money so paul richardson would be my guy as a receiver how much do you think richardson would command in the offseason i think you could get paul richardson about half of Devonte adams he's calculated 11 million so you know like five or six million a year i think that definitely be worth it yeah for sure and one thing that kind of factored into that is you know the seahawks are in cap hell they really are i mean paying Russell Wilson all that money. They're paying the Legion of Boom, who's all injured right now, all that money. Bobby Wagner's a lot of money. The whole defensive line so much money, and they still need to fix their defensive, their offensive line, my fault. They need to fix their offensive line. So if they're going to fix the offensive line, they got to put a lot of money into it, and they're going to have to let guys like Richardson go. And, you know, there's going to be a market out there for him. But I do think, you know, right around where you said five, six, seven million dollars a year, I think that's doable. If Kirk Cousins stays or walks, I think that's doable for the Skins because, you know, you're going to have some money from you know, letting Breland go, depending on what you do with guys like Jordan Reed and some other guys on there as well, you're going to have some a little bit money to play with. And I think Richardson would be a great investment towards Kirk Cousins or even a rookie quarterback that comes in here. So now to jump into some other guys, uh, you have some defense alignment, right, that you are interested in? Yeah, my guy, and now this is this would be if Kirk walked because I don't know if we'd be able to afford him with signing Kirk Cousins to that massive deal. But Star Lututele from the Carolina Panthers, he's a dominant nose tackle. I mean, he's been dominant this season. He's a key to their defense. He's been the plug and the cog to their defense, and he probably won't leave Carolina. But if he were to hit the open market, he'd be a guy that I'm definitely interested in because we've lacked a nose tackle for so long. So that would be my guy. 
Have you uh, checked out his brother yet at Utah, Lowell Lutalele? Not quite. I haven't quite got to him yet, but I've seen a little bit of him. I mean, I think his star, Lututele, might be the – I thought he was – would be the better one i mean from what i'm hearing and what i've read he is the better one but i guess i'll have to check his brother out no no what's his brother what's his brother's first name lowell yeah it's uh i think it's lowell or lowell we're gonna okay let me just a little break here from from what we're talking about here we're definitely gonna need to go for some more guys that we can pronounce easier obviously but i think it's uh, yeah the, I think name, it's the names make me not want to watch them i can't even pronounce their names <laughs> just we're, what we're gonna do is i'm gonna copy and paste some announcers saying their names on here but anyway lowell <laughs> lowell lutalele or lutalele whatever however you said it there uh yeah he he's not as dominant as star is for sure but you know a cheaper option is going to be your plugger in there i like him but star i'm a big fan of i think star has way more upside than what people are giving him and i think playing next to a stud like kawan short has kind of overshadowed how good he is and I think Carolina would be stupid to get rid of him, but I'm a huge fan of, of Star Lutalele. Now, you have some any other guys that you are keen on this offseason, or are you really looking for the Redskins to, to take some looks at? The guy that I want the most would be Brent Urban from the Baltimore Ravens. Went to college at Virginia. He's been injured his entire career, basically. But he's flashed so much. I mean, he, could, he I think he could be a Pro Bowl 5 tech, and I truly mean that. I think he's that good. And with how deep... And how much they already have invested into the Ravens' defensive line, I think he's definitely going to hit the open market, and someone's going to get a steal because you know he's just been he's just been unlucky. I mean, at some point you got to say some guys are injury prone, but I'm not sure I'm not sure that's the case. I think that if you get a couple years healthy out of Brent Urban, it de- it's definitely worth the uh, worth the risk because it's going to be a cheap deal. He's a massive dude, right? Like six seven, right? I believe. Like he's, he's just your ideal five tech yeah. man, and he can definitely get after the pasture. He was flashing so much early in the year. I mean, he was playing. I mean, guys like Kafusi were inactive, and he was playing ahead. Guys like Willie Henry, who's been dominating recently. So I mean, yeah, he's definitely a stud. Yeah, I, I am definitely a huge, huge fan of Brent Urban actually I remember he was one of the first guys I scouted when I was younger like kind of getting into the draft and I remember you know UVA guy 6'7 dude like he just abused people and you know when he went to the Ravens and you know they have so many talented dudes there they have I think Michael Pierce was a guy you're big on too going into last year was that his name Michael Pierce yes Uh, yeah yeah so yeah they have Michael Pierce like I said Kafusi Tim Williams they have a lot of guys there that play kind of on that either the edge or down on the defensive line. So he's going to hit the open market. And he, like you said, he might be an underrated type name because we, nobody knows about him. He's been injured. So he, he could definitely fly under the radar and be a good steal if the Redskins are, are really looking to a guy like that. Yeah, and it was a Liz Frank injury, so that's never mm. good. I mean, he's had a ton of injury. He, he's going to be one year and almost a minimum type deal. He's a guy that I'm definitely willing to take a shot on. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, and the Redskins really need to hit on some guys like that because if they sign Kirk to a big deal, you need to kind of take risk on those one-year type guys. I mean, a guy who really comes to mind who's really hit it off with the team he's gotten is uh, Marcus Hunt. I don't know if you followed him too much at the Colts this year, but he got a one-year deal after being kind of that, that hard-knock star for the Bengals a couple years ago. Didn't really do anything. And now he's one of the most effective pass rushers in the NFL, playing for the Colts, obviously. But, you know, not, not the greatest team to get your name out there. But, like I said, right. those one-year deals, you can find gems, especially as pass rushers. Especially they're going to be, like, situational-type pass rushers. And that's all Urban would really be asked to do. So I'm a big right. fan of, of going after Urban. Um, my last question I have for you before we jump into our pick a prospect for today is, 
Do you have any free agent running backs that you're looking at for this Redskins team? Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> well, okay, let me ask you the, the question I saw on Twitter. The $20 million to Le'Veon Bell or 28 to Kirk Cousins? Which one are you going for for that one? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, but Le'Veon Bell is an absolute freak, man. Oh, I was just is. watching him the other night against Baltimore, dude. He's amazing. Oh, he is, man. I think... If we're going for cheaper type options, though, I do like Orleans Darkwa, but the problem is, like, all the guys that you see out there, you know, Orleans Darkwa, these these type of dudes, they're all the same thing. They're just all the plotters. They're all the, the Samaj P. Ryans. They're all the Rob Kellys. Right. Like, they're not going to change your franchise, so. I mean, I was a fan of Jeremy Hill coming out. Yeah. He's still only 25 years old, but he is a plotter. And I love Carlos Hyde, but it seems like. Shanahan started to really like him towards the middle and end of the season, so I don't necessarily see him leaving because they'll have to get a deal done before they draft Saquon Barkley if they were to go to that route. So he's, I think he would stay. Deion Lewis is intriguing, man. Yes. He's got some juice between the tackles despite how small he is. He's probably not going to leave New England either. I like Damian Williams, but he had season-ending injury. I like Isaiah Crowell. But you're right. I mean, some a lot of these guys are similar. Correll's similar to Jeremy Hill. I mean, Correll's got a little more juice, but Jeremy Hill's definitely similar to Piron, and I just want a game-breaker. I finally I want one of those Ronald Joneses or those Darius Geises. I'm tired of seeing these 4-6, four, 4-7 four, guys come in here. Yeah, man. Football. I am or, all for. Or 4-9 four, four, in, <laughs> in Rod Kelly's case. Yeah, the fullback out of Tulane. Yeah, I'm all for... I'm all for just an explosive guy. I don't even care if it's a small guy like Bryce Love who gets injured in his first game or something. Just just give me someone exciting who can actually break off a big run. Not that's not, you know, just Chris Thompson. You know, I wanna see right. I wanna see someone who can carry the load a little bit and, and just break off big runs. Someone who when they have a giant hole, they can turn, you know, an eight yard gain into a thirty yard gain, not an eight yard gain into a nine yard gain like we have now. So I'm I'm definitely looking at the draft for this. There's not really many guys out there. Deion Lewis is interesting, but he's not going anywhere. And yeah, that's that's kind of my take on the free agent running back class. So Steve and I here are gonna jump into into some pick a prospect, but I just wanna remind you guys again. Later this week on Locked on Redskins, we do have our weekly mailbag for tomorrow's show. So be sure to ask all your questions for that. And then I, I'm still trying to figure out for the rest of the week, but I know we're going to do some breakdowns for this week's game. I don't know how interested you guys are, are in that game because, again, the Redskins are kind of at rock bottom at this point. And we will probably be talking more about Jay Gruden and Bruce Allen a little bit later in the week as well because it has to be talked about. So be sure to tune into Locked on Redskins later in the week for all those discussions. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you, makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, Steve. So I don't know how much you've been following the podcast here recently, but we are kind of doing. We are starting this new 
segment called Pick a Prospect because it is basically draft time here in Redskins Nation, and we are looking at guys who kind of fit the Redskins build. You have you know, two or three guys you said that you think would be great fits for the Redskins? Three defensive prospects, and if you know we got a little more time, I can throw a couple offensive names out there that I think would be nice fits. Okay, yeah, we'll hit those offensive guys later on, like at the very end here, but let's go through your defensive guys. My first guy is Vita Vea, defensive tackler from Washington. He's kind of in that Snacks Harrison mold, Ben. He's, he's athletic enough to make tackles outside of the box. He can move down the line of scrimmage. He can play three downs, and he can push the pocket a little bit. He'd be our base nose tackle guy. He'd, t- he'd soak up all the snaps that Ziggy Hood has played this season, although I think Ziggy Hood's a little better than people give him credit for and does a lot of the dirty work. I mean, Vita Vea has the potential to be a star, like a Lutalele or a Don Terry Poe. And I think he's very similar to Snacks Harrison. He's going to get knocked for that size, and I'm not sure how long his arms are, but he he's better he's better than he looks. That's for damn sure. He's he's six four three forty. Definitely be the cog in that defense. He'd look good next to Jonathan Allen and rotating around with Ioannidis and a couple of those other guys we have behind him. Yeah, the big thing that stands out for me with him is he's not only just huge and strong because his strength really stands out, but man, he is mobile too. I mean. He, he moves really well for a 340-pound guy. You know, he's, he's a little inconsistent, but his overall strength and smarts, his awareness, along with his movement skills, I mean, to me, he's a top 10 pick. I love I love Vitavea, and I, I really hope he somehow falls to the Redskins. I hope he gets, like, a you know, that kind of gap filler type mold, and it, help, it makes him fall a little bit, because I think he'd be a perfect, you know, finishing piece on that defensive line for the Redskins. Hey, man, he might not have to fall very far if we lose <laughs> these next couple games. <laughs> yeah, we might finish, you know, like with the seventh or eighth pick if we keep getting blown out. I'll be interested to see how he tests because he's he was very similar to, like, Danny Shelton to me, but there's yeah. times where he flashes this freakish athletic ability. Like, yeah. uh, it's hard for me to tell how good of an athlete this guy is. Oh, yeah, I'm with you, man. So uh, who, who's your next guy you have here on your defensive list? Maurice Hurst from... <laughs> Love the him. Michigan Wolverines, he's kind of in that Aaron Donald mold. He's like got a short kind of build to him, but he's got this explosive first step. He's 6'1", 285 pounds. Explosive first step. I think he's going to blow up the combine. Now, Aaron Donald ran 4'6'8 and tested off the charts. I'm not sure Hurst will do exactly that. But I think Hurst is going to get knocked for that for the length and, and being shorter and kind of having a smaller frame. But this guy has NFL strength. I mean, he just bullies guys, interior offensive linemen, pushing the pocket holding up double teams, and he's extremely nuanced in, and taking on double teams. I mean, with his hand fits and the way he can rotate his body and manipulate offensive linemen and double teams, freeing up his linebackers, this guy is pretty incredible. And, and the first step really stands out, man. He's, he's going to be an excellent pass rusher, but he can take on double teams too and, and be a great run stuffer. And he would look so good rotating in with Ioannidis and Jonathan Allen. He, he's very similar to Jonathan Allen, except he, he's going to be a better athlete, a much better athlete. Yeah, I am all on the Maurice Hurts. He's actually one of those guys where it's like every part of me is saying, like, this guy won't work. You know, he's smaller. I see him end up on his back quite a, quite a bit. I, I think that was more of last year's tape. I haven't seen this year's tape too much. But he was on his back a lot. And, you know, he's a smaller guy, not really the biggest frame. And it, it kind of hurt when I was watching it. But you just see it work. You see him so disruptive. Amazing hand usage. And he's just in the backfield every single play. And he's athletic as hell. And I'm just like, you know what? I love this guy. He's going to be excellent top 20 guy for me as well I love Maurice Hurst and I'm, I don't think he's as good as Vita Vea, but I mean I'm a huge fan of him and I think he's going to be a star in the NFL 
Well, and also we got something good going with Ioannidis and Jonathan yeah. Allen. We we should just take advantage of that right now and get one more guy and mm-hmm. let those guys play together for the next four to five years. I mean, when you see when you see a rotation and a group like that, I really would like to solidify that. Like just like on the offensive line, go ahead and take another left guard and solidify that offensive line. Same thing goes with the defense defensive line. We got two great potentially great defensive tackles. Let's throw another one in there. Yeah, I'm I'm all with you, man. Now, who is your last of your three guys you got here for today? Probably my favorite player, although I do love Hurst, but my favorite player is Roquan Smith from Georgia, linebacker. 6'1", 230, probably going to run 4'4", four, 4'5". Four, four, what sets him apart from everybody else is the way his range and the way he can drop into coverage. And pairing him next to a guy like Zach Brown would do wonders for Zach Brown in this defense. I mean, Zach Brown... He's productive now, but if you put a guy like Roquan Smith next to him, may soak up some of the tackle production, but Zach Brown is just going to look so much better because he will be able to guess, and, and he will be able to guess and take those shots in the, in the backfield. He will be able to spy quarterbacks, and he, he will be able to focus on you know rushing the passer and filling his run fit and not having to worry about getting to his landmarks and, and stuff like that. So if we were to def- if we were to get Zach Brown locked up, Rokon Smith would jump to the top of my big board as far as you know the Redskins goes and just like I just said when you have a couple core guys and a position group I think you should solidify that and go ahead and get you know retain Mason Foster retain Zach Brown and then get Roquan Smith and let Mason Foster back him up and then there you go yep exactly it would definitely solidify the group and you know I talked about Roquan Smith last week and I've also talked about him on breaking the draft numerous numerous times I love Roquan Smith I think he is going to be a superstar in the NFL. I mean, he has every little thing that you want in a linebacker. Now, he's not my number one linebacker. Obviously, Rashawn Evans, just he does so much more, you know, like versatility-wise, and I think he's great at multiple things. But Roquan Smith, he is your quintessential like quarterback of your defense, and he brings it all. He has the athleticism. He is a sideline-to-sideline awareness. He's going to be the coach back there on your defense, and he is going to make every single play for you. And he can just do it all. He's basically like a like a slightly undersized more athletic Luke Keekley, in my opinion. I, I know that's high praise for this guy, but I'm telling you, if you want to see how a linebacker plays a position, watch Roquan Smith. And I'm super high on this guy. Him and Vitavea or Maurice Hurst, I would love any of these three guys on the Redskins next year. Absolutely. Roquan Smith, man, he's a smart player too. I mm-hmm. always say this all the time. I love watching film of guys that you can tell study film. I mean, yeah. you can tell he's a tape junkie. I love that guy. Yeah, he, he's going to be an... Excellent pro, excellent pro. Now, my one pick of prospect I have for today, just so I can get one of my guys out here, he's not a high-end guy like Steve has been mentioning today, but Harrison Phillips out of Stanford. He's a senior defensive tackle, 6'4", 295. Now, this is just his senior season as a nose tackle. 89 tackles, 14.5 tackles for loss, and and 7.5 sacks this year. I believe he's, I think he might be first, or he's, I think, top three on his team in tackles as a defensive tackle. He is top three on his on his entire team in tackles, and this guy is just the epitome of the word uh, disruptor. He is always in the backfield. He is overpowering guys, using great hand usage, and he's just he lives in the opponent's backfield. And as a defensive tackle, you know if he's gonna I don't know what he's gonna be in the NFL if he's a nose tackle if he's gonna have to switch to defensive end a little bit. But this guy is disruptive as hell, and I think he's gonna be a star in the NFL. Do you uh, have any takes on uh, Harrison Phillips here? I actually haven't watched him at all. I was going to ask you if you thought he'd be better three or five technique because he looks like what? What's his size? 
It's six four two ninety five. Yeah, he probably. I guess he'd probably be a three or a five tech. Yeah. But I no, I've never watched him before, and those numbers are impressive. I'm surprised I haven't, you know, picked up his film. Yeah, Dan Dan Brugler is huge on him right now. I know he's he's starting to get some draft love now because you know a lot of the hype was on uh, Solomon Thomas last year out of Stanford, so nobody was really paying attention to this guy. But this year he's really coming to his own as a pass rusher and, and you know as a run stuffer too. I mean he's I think he again I think he leads his team at tackles. I might be mistaken there. But he's definitely an all-around guy that, that we need to be watching for this draft. He's going to be a star. Now, before we close off this podcast, you said you had at least one offensive guy. So give me one offensive guy you would like for the Redskins here. Well, we kind of alluded to it earlier. A running back with some juice that can break a big one. And my guy is Ronald Jones, who you probably can get early day two. In the mold of, like, maybe a LaShawn McCoy. But one uh, comparison that I kind of thought of the other day while I was watching Ronald Jones is is Clinton Portis. Mm. He doesn't look like a guy that would run through you, but he can run through you because he's got this strong lower half. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's got you know the speed, the four four speed, the break, an eighty yarder, and he might even be faster than four four because I know he was a sprinter in high school. He might run four three and, and shock some people there, but he's definitely he's got the size and, and the lower half is, is key to me, man. He's got like this thick lower half that he doesn't get any credit for, and he runs through a ton of tackles. Yeah, he's certainly one of those guys who, like, every time you watch him, you just become more and more impressed with him. He's not the biggest guy, but he plays like he's bigger than what he is. I, I've seen the Jamal Charles comparisons. I don't know how much that has to do with the number 25 being on both their backs, but, I mean, right. I, I, I see a little bit of it. I mean, he has a little bit of that wiggle, and he has a little bit of that strength to go with him, and I, I don't mind the comparison too much. Usually I hate Hall of Fame-type comparisons, but he's been great, and I think Ronald Jones is going to be a steal on day two. I think he's going to be better than taking a guy like, you know, I like Bryce Love, but if Bryce Love goes day one or, or you know, type of guy like that goes day one, I think if you can get Ronald Jones day two and you can be super happy with, with your draft after that because you're going to get a steal in day two and you're going to get a long-time starter. So I'm a huge fan of Ronald Jones for sure. Definitely. All right, Steve, so that is all we have for today. Any last thoughts before we uh, close out today's podcast? It was a rough season, man, but uh, it's it's bittersweet for guys like me and you because we're going to have, you know, likely a top 12 draft pick and we're going to get to watch prospects that we hoped we weren't, wouldn't have to watch. I mean, we watch everybody, but <laughs> we're going to have a shot at drafting guys like Bradley Chubb, Derwin James. I mean, I tweeted this earlier, Minka Fitzpatrick, guys oh. that I didn't even think we'd have a shot at uh, drafting. So it's kind of bittersweet. It, it is a little bittersweet. It sucks seeing, you know, the locker room lose out and and all this stuff that's going on right now. But, you know, I get tons of content for the podcast here, and, and you know, we get to watch some higher-end prospects. But last little thoughts here, Kirk Cousins, stay or go? It's so hard to justify paying him that money. If we, I mean, it, thinking in the front office's terms, I don't know how they pay him that money if we only win seven, eight games. Yeah. I say yes because I think, you know, I'm more optimistic than a lot of people. I think we do have a decent roster. And I say, yeah, go ahead and pay him. Awesome, awesome. So that is, again, all we have for today's show, guys. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we have the weekly mailbag, and I will catch all of y'all tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 